Rival Sling might not seem like the most exciting thing to talk about, it's probably less exciting to hear about, or as I imagine this podcast can feel like, to sit through a lecture about. But if you have and use a rifle, you better believe one of the first things I'd want you to have on that rifle is a good quality sling. As long as you have a sling, you might as well make sure you know what it's for and how best to use it. Guys and gals, I gotta be straight with you for a second. Give you a little peek behind the scenes, a peek under the kimono. As you know, I try to publish one short and informative episode weekly. They have not always been short and certainly not always been informative, but these episodes do come out at a rate of one per week. Normally, I either grab a topic out of the air at some point during the week and get to it, or I dig into a little backlog of topics that I've been saving for less inspired days. This week's episode is a bit different in that regard because it's on a topic I've been talking about literally since my first recording, awful as it was in terms of pacing, sound quality, and editing. My bad about that, by the way. But on that first recording, I confess that I find rifle slings to be a very interesting detail of rifle use, and I declared sling usage to be an essential part of rifle usage. So I've been pretty excited about covering the topic of slings in greater detail for some time now. But I didn't want to jump into it right away, like on the second or third time recording. I wanted to let it ferment, really build it up. Not for you, mind you. I'm sure you haven't been looking forward to hearing about slings for 15 minutes straight. No, the wait was for me, and I can't take it anymore. If my previous mentions of rifle slings aren't fresh on your mind, let's recap what a rifle sling is and why they matter. The sling is what keeps the rifle attached to the rifleman in a secure but unobtrusive way. It's the rifle equivalent of a pistol holster, and like a pistol holster, a sling can either be secure and intuitive, or it could be a floppy piece of junk. Also like a pistol holster, using a sling to handle your rifle takes practice and education to master and mastering it will impact your overall use of the firearm in question. Now a sling's first job is to keep your rifle or carbine out of the mud. The gun's not doing any good when it's at your feet or 10 paces behind you. If that rifle's going to do anything for you, step one of that is being near your hands. A good sling with good attachments is going to ensure that availability is consistent. The second job is to not get in your way when you are using the rifle and not using the rifle. That may sound strange, but both conditions are of equal importance, and in fact, both conditions need to be reached in equal expedience. As a surprise to no one, riflemen spend only a fraction of their time shooting their rifles. Significantly more time is spent just lugging that rifle around, and a good deal of time might be spent climbing ladders, tying knots, cutting stuff with a knife, dressing wounds, or whatever your activity of choice without rifle in hand might be. When those things need to be done, and your rifle is currently in your hands, that rifle needs to exit your hands, but you probably don't want it to go far. Hence the sling's two jobs. Get the rifle out of the way quickly, keep it close by, just in case. While I'm not intimately familiar with the history of sling usage, I imagine they were very simple carrying devices early on. When riflemen were becoming an infantry standard in the 16th and 17th centuries, A rifle sling would have been little more than a cord of rope tied off on either end of the weapon. In that setup, the sling would have only been in use when the rifle was at the soldier's back, otherwise hanging loose when the soldier deployed their rifle. Cotton webbed slings and deliberate attachment points began appearing on rifles around the turn of the 18th century, but I expect the use of those slings to have evolved very little at that point, assisting during the march and then disregarded during combat. Organized military attention to slings really ramped up in the early 20th century, 
After a couple of iterations, the Model 1907 sling, introduced in a year you could probably guess, was possibly the first military sling intended for more than just carrying a musket, but as a shooting support for marksmanship as well. Starting during World War I, American riflemen were trained in the art of sling-supported shooting, where a leather strap is adjusted to fit tightly against the shooter's arm, in this case through a cuff that's dedicated for that arm. This served well for assisting in shooting when in any of the formal marksman positions, but it was often left behind in combat due to its inherent complexity. No one had time or brain power to stick their support arm through a cuff before they started shooting. Over the 20th century, shooters in both military and civilian walks found a simpler sling setup that could be applied in short time and with little mental energy. Instead of the built-in loop of the Model 1907, shooters would simply wrap their support hand around the strap of a sling until the sling passes snugly across the chest, with enough tension to support the rifle when it's shouldered. This is usually referred to today as the hasty sling, and it's still in use today. You can find examples on YouTube that are really well demonstrated. After many decades of slings similar to the leather loot model 1907, the U.S. military actually reversed course with its current issued small arm sling. It's just a simple bit of black nylon webbing that's affixed to the swivels on the underside of the M16 rifles and later the M4 carbines. So it's able to serve mainly as a carrying strap. The hasty sling method is there should infantry want to use it, but I imagine most don't bother. Today's means of engagement is more about getting those first shots off quickly and then moving to find a support service nearby should you need one. So that brings us to the modern day, with you and me and our rifles. Today's slings come in more flavors than the leather 1907 or the black nylon M16 slings. Nowadays you have those traditional slings along with more modern single point, two point, and three point sling designs. Shooters before me have experimented with all of those a fair bit, both on the range and through combat deployments, and it seems like the dust is kind of settling with the adjustable two-point being the clear winner. And that makes sense. The three-point slings get in your way a bit too much, and the single-point slings do a bit too little to help support the rifle. Today's two-point slings are a good middle ground, and are a lot like the traditional slings that we talked about earlier just with some added features like quick-detach swivels or the ability to make quick length adjustments. There are also two-to-one convertible slings, but after spending a lot of time with those, I personally feel that it's best to keep things simple and just stick to a two-point configuration. Sorry, Travis Haley. But what are you using those fancy new features for if you're just using the same two-point sling that your grandpappy did all those years ago? Well, for starters, modern rifle usage doesn't start with the rifle being carried on your back. If you're a fighting rifleman with a fighting rifle, the weapon should be stowed in front of you so that it's always in your immediate control and always available for immediate use. We both want to know where the muzzle's pointed and whether the safety's on, and we also want to be able to bring that rifle up to the shoulder quickly when we need it. With the rifle in front of you rather than on your back, it also won't as easily get in the way of a backpack or any other gear you might be lugging around. Since it's easier to bring a rifle in front of you to your shoulder and put it to work, a good two-point sling adds to that with quick adjustment of the length and tension of the sling. Pull it short and tight when stowing the rifle so it stays hugged against your body, and then loosen the sling when it's time to shoulder up so that you have free range of motion with the firearm. Practice that a lot so you don't feel the need to take off the sling to get something done. A rifleman without a rifle handy is, I don't know, something else. You should be married to your rifle until you're done using it for the day. And the sling can only ensure that if it's on both you and your rifle. 
So if you're just now getting a sling for your rifle, make sure it's a two-point design, meaning it attaches to your rifle via two points of contact, normally front and rear. How you attach those two points to the rifle depends on the rifle itself, but I personally like using QD swivels when they're available. Not only am I able to take off the sling for bench shooting or other instances when it's not needed, but the swivels give the sling just a bit more room to rotate than other attachment methods might. Padding on the sling is nice, but not mandatory. A quick adjustment tab or loop of some kind is mandatory, in my opinion. Once the sling is on, stick your head and your support arm through it so that the muzzle of the rifle is pointed down and away at your support side. If you're a right-handed shooter, that means the muzzle is pointed down and left when the sling is on and the rifle is resting on your chest. Most slings will have a couple of tri-glides that you can use to adjust the fit. When the adjustment is fully tightened against your body, the fit should be tight enough that you can just barely shoulder the rifle and get a clear sight picture. You should only just barely be able to use and shoot the rifle when the sling is fully tightened for the purpose of stowing and carrying that rifle. When fully loosened, the rifle should be very free of any restrictions by the sling, but no part of the sling should be hanging in the way, and the rifle shouldn't hang too low on your body. You should practice to loosen the sling when it's time to shoulder the rifle, but you should be confident that you can drop the rifle to do something else, like switch to a sidearm or get hands-on with something else. With a properly fit two-point sling, the rifle should simply drop down and off to the side, and it should stay there until you need it again. So with all that out of the way, here's a quick rundown of my sling setup on my go-to rifle. I use a Ferro Concept Slingster, which is just a nicely made two-point sling with a quick adjustment pull tab and a simple pad for comfort. In the past, I've used the Blue Force Gear Vickers Sling, the Magpul MS3, the Haley Strategic D3, and Frank Proctor's Proctor Sling. They're all great, I recommend them all, but the Slingster is what I ended up on for my own setup. I run QD swivels on both ends with mounts on the front of my rifle's handguard and on the end plate just behind the pistol grip. Since I'm a right-handed shooter, the front of the sling is mounted on the left side of the handguard and passes over my left hand when I am shouldering the rifle. I like mounting the rear end on the AR-15's end plate, just in front of the buttstock, because that frees up the buttstock a bit and helps the rifle ride higher on my chest when I have the sling fully tightened. If that mounting position weren't available to me, I wouldn't be opposed to running the sling at the opposite side of the buttstock, with the sling strap wrapping around the butt of the stock. That would be a slightly more secure setup, but I've become accustomed to having the buttstock not have any restriction to its movement. So doing things like dropping the stock down when bringing the rifle up to my workspace for a magazine change or press check won't involve fighting with the sling at all. This is the setup that works for me. It might not work for you, but if you don't have an opinion yet on the matter, you're free to borrow my opinions. I have plenty. Whatever setup you end up with, make sure it's solid and make sure you practice with it a lot. Make sling manipulation a part of rifle manipulation, because it is a part of rifle manipulation. Anyway, that's all I have for you this week. Thanks so much for bearing with me for Rifle Slings 101. If you've been listening for a while or just now tuning in, we'd appreciate it either way if you could take a brief minute to leave Range Talk a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found us. If you have a sling setup you'd like to show off, post a quick pic on Twitter using the hashtag Range Talk. If not, stay safe, and we'll talk again soon.